Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes. Yes. Welcome into Balloon Party, also known as Moron Sports on 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan, standing across from me, having defeated me in fantasy baseball. And now I got to look you in the eye. I know. It's tough. It was really a banner week for me, so. Tough is Action Jackson. Uh, he wants to be called, however, Mr. Hockey now. Yes, I am now Mr. Hockey. Uh, somebody who is certainly subservient to Jackson's hockey knowledge is Jeremy Rutherford, and he's going to be with us at 10.15 for our Engineered Design Facilities uh, Blues Playoff Report guest today. We have one every day at 10.15 during the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, I need, I need to have a confession here on the air, okay? Mm-hmm. I need to have a confession. I didn't say any of this on TMA. Sometimes it's I just kind of let TMA go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Point guard. Sometimes you get the Point ball. Point guard. Get the ball in the hands of the shooters. Yeah. So this is uh, this is where I'm going to have my confession, even though it's now midday and not morning drive. I thought the Blues were done. <gasps> All day long, thought the Blues were done. Mm-hmm. But it's honesty in media. Honesty it's more on sports. Yeah. It's balloon party. It's hot love, little texts. Little piddles. Little piddles. <laughs> uh, and I really did. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not the way to do sports talk radio. Right. I knew the blues. Where right. are all the people? Yeah, exactly. Can't do it. I got to be honest with everybody. Yeah, yeah. Now, I also have to be honest. I still think the Wild will win the series. Okay. I realize this is going to be unpopular but fortunately, at this point in my career, I don't care. So I can just say what I really think and let let the hate. Uh, what was it that uh, 50 Cent said? If they hate, then let them hate and watch the money pile up. Is that, yeah. what, is that what 50 said? Did he yeah. say that in 2003? Am I right on that? I think he did. Either way, it's how I feel. And once Tory Crew got hurt and you saw the, the Craig Berube... Uh, press conference on Saturday, and he's like, hey, he's going to be out for a while. I'm like, okay, that'll wrap her on up. <laughs> Let's turn our attention to October. Right. And I was talking with some people before the game yesterday and just like, yeah, this is going to be... Now, the one thing that we didn't see... Well, now, there's a lot of things we didn't see coming. Uh, Perunovic, I realize it's not like he played what Falk and Pareko did with the 30-plus minutes, but that is a world changer from what we saw on Friday night with the power play, just him in there. World changer. That power play on Friday night, once Krug was out, wow. Uh, and so that was a world changer. And they really had some sustained pressure in that uh, four minutes early on in yesterday's festivities. So that was a world changer. Jordan Bennington going back to 2019, Jordan Bennington, world changer. Uh, the way the Blues played against the grief line, two shots mm-hmm. for the grief line. Yeah. Couldn't have seen that coming. Uh, I am I am stunned, but happy stunned. Had we had a show yesterday going into the game, like if yesterday's game would have been on a right, Monday, Tuesday, okay. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Gotcha. I don't know how I would have handled it. Yeah, it would have been 
because it would have been, because I would have been very straightforward with the audience as I am right now, even though I don't have to acknowledge that I thought that they were done. And I would have been saying, I think the Blues are done. And then the Blues come out and have a game like that. It was from my standpoint, I don't know how the audience feels. Uh, you can text in uh, 65780. Uh, but from my standpoint, it is without question, the most important win they've had since Game 7, 2019. Um, But one of the more stunning wins that they've had uh, in the postseason. And I don't know where you would compare and contrast that because it's not like there have been a lot since 2019. There were a couple against the Canucks. I don't know how many people remember the magic that was the the Stanley Cup playoffs in the bubble. But... um, that was Jake Allen in net. That was Jake Allen in games three and four. The Blues won, and then they lost five and six, and that to wrap it up. Sweep by the Avalanche. As far as a stunning win, maybe, like, stunning. But it's going into the game five against Winnipeg in 2019, I wasn't—it's it's the way that it ended. It looked like they were going to lose, and then not only did they tie it, but then they won it in regulation. I'm sure the Jets fans were stunned. So, from that standpoint, going into a game, I don't know what I can compare it to. But that—I was stunned. I was stunned, happy stunned. Uh, I just don't know if it's sustainable to keep this going with this thin of a defensive court. Now, with that said, and this is what we're going to get to from Jeremy Rutherford, because I saw him tweet it within the last half hour. There are rumblings that you could see Letty and Bortuzzo back tomorrow. Would be huge. And if that is the case, that's a game changer. Because Perunovic, not that he can do exactly what Tory Krug can do. I mean, he hadn't played since, what, January 15th. But it's a game changer. It's a game changer, and I would be thrilled to be wrong. And it would be if they can go on some semblance of a run, and I realize it's not like, you know, I mean, you have what you have. It's the only series that at this moment I think you can say is over, even though the playoffs have been been going on now for a week. Uh, Every series that's playing on the same night and day as the Blues is 2-2. And every game tonight, minus the Avalanche and Predators, is 2-1. So no matter what, only one team can be eliminated between now and when uh, the Blues conclude tomorrow night. That is uh, how balanced the Stanley Cup playoffs are to date. With that all said, with that all said, uh, the Blues most likely, uh, at the very least, are going to Thursday. Probably, I think people would say it's going to go seven, which means the Blues and Wild will be playing through Saturday, and then the Avalanche will just be waiting. Whether they get it done tonight or they get it done in five, it would be stunning if Nashville gets it to six, and so they'll just be waiting. So the chance of the Blues going on a deep run was already unlikely just because the talent of Colorado, and then you factor in uh, now the Blues are dealing with what they're dealing with from a health standpoint. But that, to me, is what makes yesterday so impressive. From a goaltending performance, from a matchup performance— from a guy's rising to the occasion standpoint, it was everything. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that I th- maybe the outside observer in hockey, I'm taking like outside of St. Louis, would have an appreciation for it a little bit more than St. Louis because I think locally there was more of a, an emotional belief that, oh, they can come back. They can come back. We'll see what happens. And I'm thinking to myself, you, you have basically. You don't have Krug, you don't have Bortuzzo, you don't have Letty, and Scandella's out there, but you saw what you got out of him. Like, I wound up getting a minute and a half. I mean, this is, how in the world is this going to happen? Right. 
I just, I mean, I was stunned that Minnesota was only minus 115 when that puck dropped. And if I'm in Minnesota, in other words, I always like to try to do this. Put yourself in the, to maybe keep yourself mentally balanced, not get too high or too low. If you are a Minnesota Wild fan right now, you've got to be feeling like you missed a huge opportunity yesterday. Because if the Blues can get a couple of these guys back tomorrow night, you'll be going, how in the world did we miss the chance to go up 3-1 to one and head back to Minnesota and force the Blues to win two in Minnesota in order to survive? That's what I would be thinking. So from a performance standpoint, strategy, goaltending, guys rising to the occasion, Ryan O'Reilly, uh, Colton Pareko, Justin Falk, uh, who would have thought Rosen would have 19 minutes? I mean, that was that was as impressive of a win as I can recall, and I am thrilled, thrilled to see it. I did not see it coming. Action Jackson, you call yourself Mr. Hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, people have been waiting to hear your opinion on uh, yesterday's game the floor is yours well i just want to say that the last like minute and a half of the second period was as good as it gets that was exhilarating after the jordan like, Cairo. i mean that's another guy talk about rising to occasion yeah he that played goal them. was I awesome mean, gangster right and then like, shen lost his stick and he was still playing his ass off and that guy almost got a, a fast break and was without a stick i didn't know he was gonna kick it in I like i said rules sometimes are difficult but uh Biddington playing, I think, you could because they were equally defensively health-wise leveraged Sunday and Friday. So having Binner in there might have been the X factor. I felt like, in, like I said, novice hockey here, but Mr. Hockey, right? Novice Mr. Mr. Hockey. Mr. Novice Hockey, right? Mr. Novice Hockey. I just felt like Binner was controlling the rebounds a lot better than Huso, and the Wild capitalized big time on the rebounds in the first two games. So. Maybe that was a, a big difference maker, but he played incredible, and Pareko and Falk playing 30 minutes apiece and still you know, working their ass off was really inspiring, really. Yeah, you know, would love to this. Whereas in 2019, I realized, again, around North America, people probably weren't expecting the Blues to beat the Jets per se. I think locally expectations were super high, but Winnipeg was a hell of a team. There were expectations, and there were expectations this time last Monday for a lot of people, except then you have Colorado in the second round. And then we talked about it this time last week. But then you lose half your defensemen. So things changed. And I was prepared to—I was expecting Minnesota to win yesterday and go, listen— You can't do anything about it. It's a bad break. It sucks. Mm -hmm. The nature of most fans, understandably, by the way— is to point fingers, as was the case. What happened to the offense? That was the talk on on Friday night. What happened to the offense? What happened to the power play? What happened to this team? Should they yank Huso? What's going on with him now? He hasn't allowed four goals back-to-back games all year long. Now he's done it. This is a mess. This team and the people, Craig Berube's pulling the goalie with seven minutes left. What the hell's going on with him? Everything is wrong. And I'm going, everything's wrong because they're not healthy. And yeah. defense impacts offense and hockey. And so this is just kind of the way that it is. And it sucks. And you saw the power play and the Blues advantages on special teams. And now they don't have an advantage. And when it's five on five, it's a debacle. And this thing is most likely over. And then all of a sudden, Sunday afternoon happens. And that was, and maybe Jordan Bennington catches 2019 lightning in a bottle again, and that can change the whole world. And you get a couple guys back tomorrow, and I will be thrilled, 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 thrilled to be wrong. But I got to be honest with the audience. Thought they were done going into yesterday and could not have been more wrong. So there it is. Honesty in media. Be exciting to see how it all shakes out. Nice, boy. You put a bow on that. 
I bet the University of Missouri's dean is smiling right now. I don't see how he couldn't be. Right. Jeremy Rutherford's going to give us his thoughts. We always welcome your questions for JR. 65780. He is going to be with us coming up next for Engineer Design Facilities playoff report uh, a couple things going on here uh don't forget that 101 will be live this thursday with bk and ferrario from 11 a.m to 2 p.m in the fast lane 2 p.m to 6 p.m from enterprise center as we gear up for game six that night if you've got tickets and you're headed to enterprise for game six this thursday make sure to get there early to enjoy the bud light happy hour pregame party in the anheuser Bush beer garden beginning two hours prior to puck drop enjoy live music food and drink specials and stop by the 101 espn table to get registered to win a signed blues jersey now so what'd your grandma think it it, it was it was five days a week i felt like it was too much mm-hmm. chris kerber late last night i know what you're talking about yeah I got it. That's all we need to say. Yeah. That makes me feel a little less angry about you stunning my fantasy baseball team. Yeah. Uh, and I had to Venmo you $20. Right. You know, it was, uh, that was nice. That, was, I, that felt good. I got I'm a, sure it did. After all the losses you've taken. You I were... was the Robert Redford meme. I was just smiling on a, on a log in the, in the forest. Uh, all right. Uh, Jeremy Rutherford is coming up next. Your questions, your thoughts, your comments, anything and everything is welcome. You are listening to Moron Sports on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for a Blues Playoff Report. Brought to you by Engineered Design Facilities, the number one commercial fire alarm service provider in St. Louis. Welcome back. Tim McKernan and Mr. Hockey with you here. (laughs) On 101 ESPN, the show is called Balloon Party and also 30 other things. Jeremy Rutherford going to be with us here, presented by Engineer Design Facilities with our playoff uh, report. Guys, did Mr. Hockey just say the hockey team was on a fast break? It's from the 636. That's right. You, you know what I meant. Jeremy, did you know what he meant when he said that the <laughs> <laughs> Wild went on a fast break and Bennington made the stop? Oh, hey, sorry. I was just changing uh, Jackson's contact information in my phone to Mr. Hockey. Ah, Mr. Hockey. There he is. He is in there now as Mr. Hockey. All right. A couple. I want to to tend to news and notes first off because your tweet uh, about a half hour ago or so intrigued me. Um, what are you What are you hearing with regards to our what is becoming a tradition during the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs for the the Blues <laughs> and uh, people such as yourself who are covering this thing and fans wanting to know the information, which is so tough to get uh, during the playoffs anyway. And that is the health of the Blues defensemen. What do we have? What can you give us? Yeah, let's give you an update on that. Uh, you know, Nick Letty and Robert Bortuzzo have been skating the past couple of days. They weren't ready to go yesterday for game four. Craig Bruby said uh, didn't play, and obviously that Blues had to do the patchwork defense. But uh, I did ask him after the game, are Letty and Bortuzzo possibilities, decent possibilities for game five in Minnesota? And he said, yeah, decent. So, you know, <laughs> nice impression. <laughs> yeah, you like that? So, uh, the first time I ever tried that one. Uh, but, hey, listen, take this with a grain of salt. We'll see. You know, the team's going to be – I don't know who's going to be on the ice, but uh, the team's out at Centene today, and then they're going to catch that flight. So we'll probably have to wait till tomorrow to find out. But keep in mind, 
you know, one, one minute he says that Perinovich is a ways off, and the next minute he says he's playing. So it's, uh, it is tough during the playoffs. Yeah, so I was, that's where my next question was going. So you set me up. This is nice. We're just like running the weave here. Jackson, you like that? There was a basketball reference yeah, for really you. Let's keep you engaged. <laughs> Mr. Hockey here. Uh, so I, I, that was one of the things that I didn't handicap as being likely going into yesterday's game. And I saw, you know, your tweets about it on Saturday, but I, I took it as kind of, yeah, you know, we'll see. But he hadn't played in, what, f- nearly four months. And January, it, yeah. Yeah, and so, it, you know, and it's not like he logged, you know, a billion minutes yesterday, but still when he was out there, you saw the impact it had on the power play. And that uh, that restored faith, and it certainly restored some semblance of order. What? Uh, how, how surprised, I suppose, Jr. were you that you saw him out there and, and performing that he did in, in his, relatively speaking, limited minutes? Yeah, I was pretty surprised for a couple of reasons. One, he hadn't played since mid-January. Two, you're throwing him into a you know intense playoff series, and three, he's coming off a a wrist surgery, and so that's a tough one for a guy who plays with the puck a lot. Uh, but I mean, here's where strategy and the coaching and management and everything comes into play. You know, I believe that what the Blues had to do was option uh, Dakota Joshua, loan him back out to Springfield, which then allowed them to play Steven Santini. And you got the best of both worlds. You put Prenovich in offensive situations, the power play. You know, he played 12 minutes, but three and a half of that was power play. And then he put Steven Santini back on defense. Granted, he only played three and a half minutes, Tim. But I just think what the Blues did yesterday, they said, hey, let's take, you know, the strengths that we do have and make them work. And, gosh, you look at the ice time for the seven defensemen that played yesterday. And Obviously, Scandella left early after a minute and a half. But they just used all of their parts and made it work. I uh, I mean, you're seeing Pareko at 30-37 and Falk at 31-10. I realize that they are going to have to be creative. At least we're operating on the premise that even if you get guys back, you're still not going to have the full full roster in this series. That would be a small miracle. And by that, I mean Krug included. So you're going to have to be creative. Are these kinds of minutes? I mean, this this takes me back to the, the pronger McKinnis days when you would yeah. look at the, the time on ice and, and see those kinds of numbers. Is this sustainable for the Blues to have continue to work with, with Falk and Pareko logging those kind of minutes? No, no, it's not. I mean, you just can't do it, especially, you know, if they have to play 30 minutes for the next, let's just say, three games, if it goes seven, you know, you're just going to be wasted by the time you get to Colorado. So it's not sustainable. And, you know, even beyond that, I, I just think that the Blues need Nick Letty back. They need, you know, Robert Bortuzzo back. They need to play uh, 6D, you know, so that they can roll that fourth line if need be. So, you know, can they do it for a couple games? Sure, but it'll catch up to them. Uh, you are welcome to give your thoughts, your questions, your comments. 65780, Air Comfort Service. Jeremy Rutherford with us here on our Engineered Design Facilities Blues Playoff Report. Uh, so many different elements of this game to talk about. Uh, Jordan Bennington getting the nod and performing the way that he did. Your story this morning in the athletic.com uh, talking about how Craig Berube let Bennington know. Didn't sound like it was a really dramatic exchange although knowing the two personalities that's not all that surprising you're in okay and then we'll see you on the ice and that'll wrap her up but Bennington performs in a way that is memorable of what we saw in 2019 and I'm certain that that sparked the boys your thoughts on Bennington and are we is it fair to say follow-up question uh that he is the guy you're gonna see in net tomorrow night yeah, first I'll answer that one. Yeah, I think so. You have to uh, play off of that game. And, and also a big part of Jordan Bennington's game is confidence, and he got that confidence yesterday. And so the Blues uh, benefit from that, and uh, he has to be the goalie 
in game five in Minnesota. I think the Blues had to make a change. You know, I, I felt like uh, Billy Huso definitely deserved the start in game one. He had a tremendous game, and you know, so obviously you're playing game two, and even benefit of the doubt, you get game three. But Billy Huso in those two losses, though not his fault completely, you know, a sub-900 save percentage. So go to Bennington and see if he can catch some of that magic. And, you know, who knows what Jordan Bennington's going to look like in Game 5. But what I saw yesterday, you know, he looked like he played during that 5-0 and stretch towards the end of the regular season. Like, he looked like he was square to everything. He wasn't oversliding. And he came up with a couple huge saves. That one across the, the crease there on yep. Kaprizov. And then later on, that two-on-one. Uh, Hartman, I believe it was, uh, just looked really good. And, you know, I thought Jordan Bennington, Tim said it at the very end. He said, listen, there's been a lot of resiliency here lately, a lot of work to, to get to this point. He said, but I did pause uh, during that, uh, you know, kind of standing O at the end of the game. He's doing the interview with Darren Pang and mm-hmm. fans come to their feet. And I just think that's going to be big for him moving forward. Uh, th- th- you have Bennington rising to the occasion. He obviously goes without saying with uh, with what – Colton Pareko and uh, Justin Falk did with their their minutes as well. Also, Rosen, like I said, close to 20 minutes on his end. Who would have thought that a week ago? Uh, Jordan Cairo and his performance. I mean, that goal was just a thing of beauty. Uh, That's one you will be seeing for a while. And he was logging some minutes as well as he was diversifying his appearances. Your thoughts on him? Obviously, he would fall out of favor toward the tail end of the season. And uh, Craig Bruby, even after the game, said, you know, we thought he could have had four goals too, but I guess he just wanted two. Yeah, that was a funny exchange. (laughs) Yeah, what are your thoughts on uh, on Kyle? Yeah, you know what? Uh, before the series started, you know, people were asking about uh, things in the series that could make the difference, and I felt like if Jordan Cairo came alive, we saw what he was capable of the first half of the season. And you know, let's look at that first goal. First of all, Colton Preco gets up ice and kind of sets that play up, but Jordan Cairo takes the shot from the high slot and then follows his rebound. Like you, you don't often see that from young players, particularly uh, him. We haven't seen that, but he follows the rebound and he puts it in. And then right before he scores that highlight real goal, the jaw dropper later on, you know, he passed up about two or three scoring chances. Yeah. And that's what that exchange with, with Craig Ruby uh, afterwards was. I said, you know, did he, did he pass up some? And he goes, yeah, he did. And he, he comes to the bench and I ask him what's going on. And he tells me, well, there were guys in the way. And he's like, shoot the puck. And <laughs> so that, that was a highlight real goal. And then uh, I asked Jordan Cairo, I said, uh, was that your best goal you've ever scored in the NHL? And he said, yeah, definitely in the playoffs. Buddy, you have four playoff goals. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so we got a bunch of questions coming in. I want to make sure I get in as many as possible. Uh, we'll just start from the top, and I'll scroll down. Jeremy, what is with the amount of penalties so far this playoff season? That's from Dave with the cauliflower ear. Yeah, I think they're up around the league, and you know, particularly it's alarming with the Blues because they were such a team that, that didn't take a lot of penalties throughout the regular season. You know, I think when they went, uh, was it 14, two and two down the stretch, they were averaging about four or five penalty minutes uh, per game. But you know, I look at these, and most of them are legit on both sides. I realize it's being called tight, and you know, they've missed a few, and they've called a few that weren't penalties. But uh, you know, this isn't something outrageous that these penalties are, uh, you know, are not legitimate. Uh, is Hartman the biggest flopper since the Red Wings players of the early 2000s? <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there's been a, there's there's definitely been a few. Uh, you know, I, I think we've seen 
even I think Kaprizov uh, was involved in one, and, and probably some uh, Blues that are escaping me. So uh, yeah, we've seen a few. But I think everybody would give the Flopper Award to S. Lindell from the uh, Dallas Stars a couple years ago, right? That was the that was a that guy that yeah that one still tilts here three years uh, three years <laughs> removed. Uh, with regards to I know you're friends with Michael Russo who covers the Wild for the Athletic. Yep. I if I'm in Minnesota this morning. And, or yesterday afternoon, and that comes to a conclusion, and you're as aware as there most likely are about how dilapidated the Blues' defense is, and you miss that opportunity, and yet wound up being 5-2, but that was a game that, you know, was right there for the Wild to uh, to take, and you miss the opportunity. I'm curious what the mindset is. I mean, there's, it's one thing for the fans. Whoever is on the receiving end of a loss is always the one that's down, of course. But, you know, for the team, that was that was as good of an opportunity for somebody to go up 3-1 of any of these series that are currently 2-2. And the Wild missed out on that opportunity. And the Blues, you know, they got one when uh, that, that was not looking real favorable considering the health of the team. Um, I don't know if you talked with uh, Michael Russo. I know you're close with or, or anybody else around the organization to get a vibe on what the feel in the wild room is. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, actually I was sitting next to Tom Timmerman in the post-dispatch next to me, and I think he went in the wild locker room and said that uh, pretty – you know, despondent. They were pretty bummed out. Yeah, so they definitely, you know, left, uh, you know, potentially left one on the table. Uh, but I think you got to credit the Blues in this situation, which I know you are, Tim. But, I mean, that, that crowd yesterday, I get it. It's playoffs, and, and it was loud in game three as well. But it was off the charts yesterday, especially when Jordan Bennington came out. And then all of a sudden, the Wild are looking at different line combinations for yeah. the Blues. And you know, they've been pretty good going against, uh, you know, that Thomas line. Well, now you've got Thomas and Tarasenko broken up. Uh, you know, and then the Blues get the first goal. That was all of a sudden Bennington starts making saves. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about that Erickson Eckline the entire series, and they get scored on twice yesterday. You know, Flurry was great in, in games uh, in game three, and, and then he lets a couple in. So I just think it started compounding on the Wild. And then to uh, add insult, uh, talking to Michael Russo, you mentioned uh, that Wild playing had some trouble getting out of St. Louis. Oh, is that right? So, yeah, so I think they were a little late getting home, and that always uh, adds to the anxiety i suppose so uh yeah so not a, not a good day for the wild overall uh, a couple more here jr when can we realistically expect krug back next series that's from the 618 yeah it's tough uh, you know when craig ruby comes out and says he's gonna miss a bit miss a while you know i think that's something that's probably longer term than than being back next week so you know i don't have any concrete information on krug's return but i wouldn't expect him back for a coach to say that at this time of year is about as defiant as you will get with regards to the prognosis of one of his players you know what yeah. i mean that that was that was not good news on saturday when he uh when he said that, uh, let's see. Hey, Jr. When's Game Six? I can answer that one. Jackson might even be able to answer that one. That's on Thursday, and if I had to bet, it's going to be an 8:47 start because all of the series that are going on at the same time as the Blues, as in the Blues are playing tomorrow night, you'll have the same group playing group of four. Uh, they're all two-two, so I don't know why they would mess with the time slots on a Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. Let me do my Tim uh, impression here. Uh, Jackson, what do you think? Minus 115 on an 830 start? Oh, nice. Nicely done, sir. I like the degenerate is spreading. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Jackson's going to agree with it. Uh, let's see one more, and then we will uh, then we will let uh, JR go. Uh, let's see. Uh, the, the issue, the number of penalties that the Blues are taking is not the issue I have. The issue 
is where they are taking them. It seems like most of their penalties are in the neutral zone or offensive end and not really saving a scoring chance for Minnesota. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to go back and look at the, the number of them because there have been a lot of them. But, yeah, I think the, the texture is right. We have seen a lot in the uh, neutral zone and even a couple in the offensive zone. And, you know, you go back to game three, they, they were hitting everything they could see. So there are you know, a few penalties in that one. But Craig Ruby, you know, after each game, he's come out every time and said we're taking too many. So at some point, it could become a problem. It hasn't been as big of an issue for the Blues just because their, their PK is, is so good. But when you're talking about this patchwork defense they're putting together and you know losing a couple penalty killers, this really could cost them a game if they don't stay out of the box. No matter what, there are at least two remaining in this 2021-2022 season for the Blues and hopefully many more after the Blues beat the Wild yesterday at Enterprise Center. Jeremy Rutherford will be there for the Athletic and 101 ESPN tomorrow night. Game 5 in Minneapolis-St. Paul of this 2-2 series. And if my math is correct, Jeremy, when you have a series tied at uh, 2, 79.8% of the time, the winner of Game 5 wins the series. I believe that is the wow. math. Yeah. Yeah. I'd check it out. Yeah, I got nothing to, to verify that, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, that's perfect. That's yeah. a, that's my kind of thing then. I'm looking forward to uh, what your grandma thinks. So it better be good. Yeah, right? this is this is courtesy of uh, co-producer Chris Kerber. He sent it to me late last night. So uh, yes, and it is from last night. It's not from the NBA in 1986. So uh, this will, will be breaking off our brand. That's coming up at uh, <laughs> at 10:55. Jr. Always appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. All right, Tim and Mr. Hockey. See you, boys. There he Thanks, is, Mr. Hockey. Uh, and uh, Jeremy Rutherford here on Balloon Party. I am Tim McKernan, and that was brought to you by Engineered Designed Facilities, our Blues playoff report. Uh, let's see. Friday, the star of Moron Sports, Dr. Dimwit said, shower after a nap, it energizes. This guy's a genius. That's from the 314. That was your pro tip. Yeah, why am I being called Dr. Dimwit for it, though? <laughs> That's a really good tip. Are we giving away tickets? Because I'd give away tickets for that now that we have another name. No. Hot Love and Dr. Dimwit. This guy sucks. Why now? Hold on a second. He's a gentleman. No, he called me Dr. Dimwit. I gave him a great tip. You know what? No, you don't take any showers after naps. Get up I thought and... you advised people to take showers after everybody naps. Everybody but him. Oh, everybody but him. Yeah, maybe a female. I don't know. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. Jackson's obviously going to argue with you. Six five seven eight zero Air Comfort Service. And if the people want to come out and watch a hockey game with Mister Hockey, that's right. Know. That's right. Now this says Jackson, but it really should say Mister Hockey. Uh, me and the one hundred and one Bomberio Street Fleet team will be out at DraftKings Sportsbook at Casino Queen this Tuesday night, starting at eight p.m. to watch Blues and Wild Game Five. Watching Game Five between the Blues and Wild on their sixty plus foot video wall with 28 LED TVs, real-time live odds boards, great food and drink options, and more. So you can come for Game 5, 8 to 10, at DraftKings Sportsbook to watch the Blues in the Wild. Come out and hang out with me, have a beer. Uh, we'll wager on the on the game, and it'll be a great time. So You're going to bet the listeners? Uh, I'll be betting on the Blues. That's there, what I'll oh, you are going to bet on the Blues? I'm going to be betting on the Blues. Wow. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping to go down one nothing so I can live bet the Blues, get some better so odds. So you want the Blues to fall behind? But just by one goal. Oh. Just by one. If it's two, I'm still going to possibly throw some action. But I, I'm really looking forward to hanging out with some of the listeners and watching uh, Blues Game 5 at DraftKings Sportsbook at Casino Queen. That's two. That's tomorrow, <laughs> eight, 8 to 10. <laughs> 
Mr. Hockey, come shower with me after a nap. That's from Big Daddy. That you can tend to that in the in the break. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me uh, Mr. Piddles also has a doctorate. That's from the five seven three. Mr. Piddles, Doctor yeah. Piddles. Yeah, I got my my PhD in sport management. Six five seven eight zero. You can continue to insult the presentation. Uh, it's the Air Comfort Service text line, and we do have. Uh, what did your grandma think coming up? Coming up, this came. This is late night. This is late night. So what yeah, your grandma think? It might have been early morning. Late development. O- the oil and the kingy kingy. It got sideways late last night. So that's coming up here. BK and Ferrari at eleven o'clock. You are listening to Balloon Party, also known as Mister Hockey and Hot Love on one hundred and one ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on one hundred and one ESPN. Sports, 15 more minutes, plus a so what your grandma think, courtesy of producer slash voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. All right, it's been all blues all the time. Jeremy Rutherford with us. If you missed it, in podcast, Ops Tire and Auto Center's podcast here on 101 ESPN, the 101 ESPN app. Uh, but I do want to get into the Cardinals and the weekend at uh, San Francisco that they split after winning the first two. Before I do that, I want people to know, don't forget, those limited edition Dunk CD16 t-shirts are available for a limited time now through May 20th. You can order this year's CD16 t-shirt in honor of Dunk. Proceeds from all sales going to support the Chris Duncan Memorial Scholarship Fund. Check out that limited edition Dunk jersey and order yours now at 101ESPN.com. Again, those sales going until May 20th in honor of the late, great Chris Duncan. So the Cardinals split with the Giants. Jackson, are you tracking their record against teams that are competing this year? They're under 500. They are under 500 against teams who are actually competing this year. Uh, The Giants are a team that is competing, and the Giants are in fourth place. Well, tied for third in uh, the National League West, 16 and 12. The Brewers are competing. The Cardinals are two and a half games back of them, and the Mets are competing, and they are on a heater. Uh, They are at a 66%, 67% winning percentage, Mm -hmm. uh, 20 and 10 so far on the season. The Cardinals are under 500 against those teams. Those are the only teams they have played with a winning record in the 2022 season. Okay? Now, you take that away, and they are having a wonderful little year. But they're going to have to have a wonderful little year against all these randoms uh, because that is how they're going to pile up the wins. Right. They are 16-12 and 12 overall, but one game under 500 against uh, the teams with a winning record. The Paul DeYoung uh, watch, uh, he is uh, struggling still, but he did get two hits on Saturday, and that brought him up. Uh, he finishes the weekend hitting a buck thirty. Mm. Mundo Sosa uh, is on the COVID list, so he's not playing. Adam Wainwright also wound up on the COVID list. Right. Cardinals are dealing with that. That has been going through the clubhouse. Uh, the big takeaway, the positive from the weekend, is what we're seeing from Juan Yepes. Real good player. Uh, you know, his spring was rough, but it was a condensed spring. And, you know, I saw John Mozalak talking about that. Sometimes that can really, you know, skew the mindset of not just people in the organization, but also fans. 
And, you know, it was a different set of circumstances than a standard spring training. Well, he's got 19 at-bats in the big leagues, and he has nine hits, a home run, three doubles, and an OPS better than Nolan Arenado's at the moment, 1.289. Maybe the Cardinals could have something. And somebody who they went into spring thinking that they had, and then he just didn't have a great spring, and then he was sent down. Yeah, hot in AAA, got brought up, and has been just outstanding. Yeah, maybe they do have a little answer there in Juan Yapez because he if he if he's coming off the bench or you know up and down all season but a reliable guy at the plate that's such a huge asset especially with a team that has you know they'll go in and out of offensive woes that could be huge the uh the the, the performance so far has been really impressive and I think that's got to be super encouraging it also tells you that young guys from Memphis can come up and hit and, you know, if you were getting even half of that kind of production from shortstop, and I realize that's not where Yepes is and it's not an option, but if you were even getting the half that kind of, I think they actually have a, a couple more wins. Is, yeah. is random and maybe hyperbolic as that sounds, uh, um, that is, that's, that, that's, when you look at the Cardinals' losses this year, minus the thing on Saturday where it was a slugfest, it has been because of the offense and really rarely do you go oh boy the starting pitching just absolutely killed them it's happened it hasn't happened often as i mentioned it certainly happened on saturday steven matz got lit up and the cardinals scored seven runs and they lost the game but otherwise i believe every single one of their losses has been three runs or fewer uh, with the exception of two games so that is you know, and you can go, well, that's that's it stands to reason, especially with the offense down at the moment in the game, and we're wondering what baseball is out there. Heard uh, Jim Edmonds and Dan McLaughlin talking about it yesterday. The ball that they're using this month might be different than the ball that yeah, they were using last month. It's certainly different than the ball that they were using last year. But right now, the Cardinals need every bit that they can get, and you need to capitalize when you're playing bad teams. That's what teams that wind up in the postseason do. And so the Cardinals will get a chance against another bad team here starting tomorrow when they get three against the Orioles. Then they face the Giants yet again. And then they will be in New York to take on the Mets. So that's a seven-game stretch that will be a good test. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to watching those games. I'd also like to think that the Blues will be playing the Avalanche and we'll be balancing. We'll be going back and forth. But that uh, will be a great stretch to test where the Cardinals are as they get a uh, rare back-to-back opportunity to to play against winning teams because it just hasn't happened so far this season. So three against San Francisco, four against the Mets, and then you get a little vacation when you get to take on the Pirates, who are still somehow third place in the National League Central. All right, we will take a commercial break, come back with the return, a one-day glorious return, wearing the 4-5. It ain't to play games with you. It's to aim at you. Uh, So what did your grandma think? That's coming up next here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions, like... Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. I lost. You lost? Yes. Oh. Or... What went through your mind when you were told that the contract was done? What's that? And when that happens, players will fire back. I mean, are you looking to get into a pissing match, me, you and I? Yeah. That's a clown question, bro. Now, it's time for... So what's your grandma think? Boom. 
What a glorious return. The gallery is buzzing and there is energy. As so what your grandma think makes a return courtesy of blues play-by-play voice and balloon party producer Chris Kerber. Uh, Jackson, what do we have going on here? So I, I just kind of found this this morning, and it's really nice that Kerber sent this to you. Uh, I, I know that it's a coach who is the, is the voice here, but I don't know what team, the name. I mean, if I barely know like what's going on with the Blues series, you can bet, you can bet I don't know much about what's How going on. How can you say you barely know? You're welcoming guests to come and watch the game and learn the game from you. Tomorrow you're like teaching a seminar. Right. Well, I am Mr. Hockey. Um, but I know about that, but I don't know who this guy is or who he coaches for. I know he wasn't happy. Perfect. Is he uh, the coach of the... Uh, uh, I believe uh, this is an unhappy coach of the oil. I believe that's I, th- I believe that's who we're talking about, correct? Right. Sheldon? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, this is him when asked about a defenseman. Yeah. They didn't, it didn't go well for the oil last night because of Jonathan Quick, of all things, too. Remember, yeah. this a decade ago, he shut down the Blues. He's still doing it. All right. Here we go. Who's our worst defenseman? It's your opinion, I guess. There it is. <laughs> it's a little quiet. I'm not going to lie to you. A little quiet. Can, can I hear? Can I hear? If you don't mind, can you pot the audio? I don't even know what time it is. It might be 11, 10. No, we're good. 10, 50, All right. Can you pot? Because I, I think the key it, to the so what your grandma think is the question, the answer. The answer was not bad. I mean, in that situation. All right. I got this thing potted right. up to the sky, so. Who's our worst defenseman? It's your opinion, I guess. There it is. Thank you. Sheldon Keefe, Leaf. Got it. Uh, Patty Maroon got him last night. Patty Maroon was the third star, by the way. Really? Yeah, he was. Had a goal. Patty Maroon, third star. Is they even that series? All the series are even. So what was your thoughts on starting your worst defenseman? <laughs> I mean, you're looking to pick a fight. Right, right. That's uh, Yeah, that's such a subjective thing to say that you can't really. Like, if you're actually trying to perform some journalism, that's probably not the best way to start out. You're looking to stir the pot. Right. But that kind of gives you an idea of the situation in Toronto. Yeah. They're always a little on edge, and then something like that happens last night. Seven to three, and you're going, oh, boy, here we go again. Uh, that series is tied. The Blues and Wild are tied. BK and Ferrari will talk about it coming up. Then you have the fast lane from two to six. We're time for us to shut it down. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, also known as Moron Sports on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton. Motivation that moves you.